1: Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is March 10th. Andy, how we doing?
0: Brendan, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, just excited for March Madness. I had a splendid day. I didn't watch much of the players, full disclosure. I, I played a lovely round of golf. Got in right before the latest atmospheric river hit hit my part of the What's world. That? What is
1: that? What does that mean? Well, atmospheric What?
0: I didn't know what it was until this winter, and uh, I've been hit by about 10 of them. It just, it's like um, the best way to describe it is like, think of like a heavy rainstorm that just like, you know, how they last like in the Midwest and the East, mm, East sure. Coast, like for like an hour, you might get sure. heavy rain. It just does that for like 24 hours. It's wild. It's just like pissing rain. Huh. Um, Interesting. And it gets a little windy, so
1: that beautiful California weather. I feel like every other podcast we do, you come on here bitching about something or other about the might flood, the winds are 70 miles an hour, it's too cold, it's too hot. It feels like ever so always something out there in California.
0: Can I can I ask you a question about yeah. basketball? Yeah. <laughs> um how about you know what? Uh, this happened. I'm the Illinois game's on. I'm not watching it. I've got no, so not youth basketball.
1: My kids' no. teams. All right, March Madness.
0: And this happened. An Illinois player did this, and I always like it's a pet peeve of mine. You know, they get these tie-ups called all the time. Right? The guy, the ball's on the ground. Guys yeah. on the ground. Yes. And guys just jump on top of them. I know.
1: They've got like the that's Illinois guy just jumped
0: on top yeah. of them it's like that's a foul before they tie it up you can't just up. jump onto somebody's body you know
1: yeah that's that's the new practice though they dare they dare them to call a foul it
0: should always be a foul almost yeah. always and i yeah. i'm saying this as an illinois player just got the advantage from doing that
1: right it's right. just an
0: absurd situation. Like they call these ticky tack falls on the outside. But if the ball's on the ground, if a guy's on the ground, people can just like just pounce. jump on him. <laughs> yeah, there's like no
1: protection. No, Charlie Hoffman wouldn't like to be a guy rolling around on the ground trying to no protection for the players. How,
0: how's Lupland?
1: Uh, It's great. I, I don't know about Lapland's great. It was a good players championship. I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm, I'm heading back to Maryland. Uh, not going to stick around for the week. I'm going to watch on TV, consume it all, Ta- take it all what, in.
0: What are you going to miss about leaving? And what are you most excited about leaving?
1: Interesting. Um, I'm most excited about leaving for to get a little bit more variety in my uh, food intake.
0: A little less chain, A little less chain. It's not dominant. even
1: chain. It's just more the company I've kept a lot this week has <laughs> somehow ended up at Nona Blue. Just a preponderance amount of, of the times I've been here, and that's just not. But just
0: so, what happens when you hang out with a surly Irishman?
1: Love their hospitality. I'm not besmirching the restaurant. I just went there too many times, so I, I'm looking forward to that. I'll miss.
0: Um, Maybe you could do a. You could do a what to order on at Nona Blue for next year's players.
1: I'll probably miss the scuttlebutt central. I mean, it's just—I f- mean, it's this time in the game. It's it, you walk five feet, and you hear something pretty amusing every time. Some more reliable than others, some more uh, specious than others, some more dramatic, some more mundane. So I'll miss that part walking around. Not—not not to frustrate the listeners who, who can't. I, I mean, I've tried to pass on as much as I can with a fair amount of journalistic. Um, Sounds like it was a tough,
0: tough week for the for the forgiveness crew. Do you want to go into
1: that? I mean, I don't know well, what tough day. You've got Colin Morikawa emerging, so he found something on the range. I also found a new driver. I don't know if it was this new driver, and, and by new I mean old. He's using the four year old model sim, the sim two, a lot, well before the carbon age. I know we're in the carbon age era, but he talked about he had a two way miss at Bay Hill. Immediately puts the old driver in and goes shoot sixty five seven under, just like vintage Colin Morikawa, um, Roy McIlroy, who had a had a tough day. He didn't you know, just was struggling as Paul McGinley said, the battery is low. The battery is low. He's worn out. He's doing too much for the game, too much for himself. So I know you love that talking, that, that storyline, how he's carrying too much of the burden. I think that's not an unfair characterization, but, uh,
0: uh, listen, I, I should have prefaced it. That might be, this is my working theory. All right. It could be a huge burden, but it might be, it might be a nice distraction too. Well I think that's yeah there's a depends balance on there your person depends yeah. on your personality with golf. <clears throat> you know some people are way better when they don't, you know, pay attention.
1: That's true. So Rory had a tough day. I'd say kind of all over the place but certainly off the tee and in Let's talk about the course real quick. I'm amazed at, not amazed but what's really hit home today at least in this iteration of the players, maybe it's not like this every year, you have to hit the fairway. Uh, Justin, or Jordan Spieth said this. He's like, if you don't hit the fairway, it's like pointless to be out here. Uh, Colin Morikawa had a pretty good quote. And he's like, everybody thinks it's an approach shot course. It's not that. I mean, you have to hit some strategic good approach shots. But like, there's no point. You have no approach shot unless you find the fairway. Uh, it's a course where you can't get away with anything. You have to hit it well off the tee. You have to hit some good approach shots. But if you're hitting well off the tee, you're able to get yourself opportunities. That's not the quote I wanted, but um, he goes, "Just the way the way the greens are angled out here, Morikawa, and obviously where they put pins, you can't attack them. So you're just going to have no spin if you don't get in the fairway. So when the ball's sitting down in this rough." you're just trying to put it on the front edge and trying to make four, which I saw over and over again with Rory as he missed fairways. Um, And so it's just important. There wasn't
0: enough for forgiving.
1: Both Spieth, McIlroy, Morikawa, always all talking about like basically fairway, fairway. And Rory, I watched him like he missed another fairway. I think it was seven. He, He like, Sucker punched his driver walking back to his bag. He like looked at the face and like, like I, I don't think he was mad. It could have been mad at the driver. He could have just been a frustrating move. Like he slam your club down or he like punched his driver. And then after the, after the round, he talks about like, he's just not comfortable with this driver. He switched at Riviera because the one he had been using since essentially for a full year, Dubai, the preceding year, he was worried it might fail a test. And they were testing drivers at Riviera. How about that? You know, we've been preaching
0: accountability I've heard, I've heard and this, oversight I've heard, here. I've heard the CT machine has been out and active this year. That is uh, that is That's something that I heard. Yeah, because you
1: would think, you know, in this moment of of player empowerment, in this moment of kowtowing to the players, making sure they're not upset with the tour, that they would be even more lenient. Let the inmates run the asylum, right? And and provide little less oversight. But Rory came right out and said, look, I, you know, it would have been a terrible look for TaylorMade if if it failed. It would have been a bad look for me. Um, I prefer not to fail. He didn't think it necessarily would fail. But if it was close enough, he took it out of the bag. Uh, he was really comfortable with it. Um, he's, you know, <coughs> uh, and he just hasn't been able to find something that's good since then. Uh, so he he had that quote about he's just not ready, he's just not comfortable. Uh, I want to be clear, he also blamed the user, the, the, the carpenter, not just the tools. He did say, you know, there is some user error going on. But, you know, I had Eddie Pepperell reply to, I, I screenshotted the quote, Eddie Pepperell replied, since deleted tweet, about how you haven't heard this much grumbling about a driver <laughs> in a long time that's come out. Uh, I got to say, I've heard, there's been several stories, I want to quote him. Exactly, Pepperell, least popular new driver I've come across in a while. <laughs> Parenthetical, that's what's been said about it from players who are using it. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> un- unpopular driver,
0: un- unpopular driver on tour, and unpopular driver in the public, thanks to the commercial that gets shoved down our throat all the time.
1: I like the commercial at this point. It's kind of, I, I mean, it's done its job, in the, in the fact that we remember it and, and recognize it. So, you know, I, I don't think Roy was explicitly blaming the driver. He's just not comfortable with what he has. There's stories about <laughs> the faces cracking too quickly, faces popping out. I think Victor Hovland, there was a story in Golf Week last week, had a three-wood who's, you know, not a contracted uh, tailor-made guy but is playing a three-wood. He had, to, he had to get a driver or a three-wood from the superstore. I don't want to, like... <laughs> We don't have any.
0: We don't don't have any in the
1: game. Yeah, we we have no animus to TaylorMade. We don't have any also paid uh, commitment to TaylorMade. It's just reading what we're we're told. This is, well,
0: we just have a vociferous loyalty to uh, Wilson. (laughs) Unpaid, though. (laughs) That's our only. So our only conflict is that we just are adamant Wilson fanatics that we just, they just Unpaid. haven't reached out yet. Just, Unpaid. just out
1: of the old goodness of our hearts. It's it's sort of a loyalty that's held over <laughs> from the driver versus driver era. when <laughs>
0: And the F-150. Had, it's just the little engine yeah, that could.
1: But you had middle linebackers, you know, legitimizing <laughs> equipment, stamping approval and, and taking things to market. Um, that turned out to fail. So it was a tough day for TaylorMade. These things don't come out in the open that often. Again, this is far from Bryson saying the driver sucks. But between Mark how immediately shooting 65 and the four year old driver, whatever, however many years old, Rory being like, I'm just not comfortable, it's not driving it well. That's his ultimate power, all you know, ultimate edge. And Eddie Pepperell, <laughs> I guess, on the side and also anecdotes about him cracking and popping out. Seems like it's, a, it's you know, you got to go to reconciliation and get more forgiveness. I don't know what's Listen, going on.
0: There's a, there's a lot of talk in NBA circles right now about Anthony Davis and his injury problems. How he just, every time he falls down, everybody's worried, you know, that he's going to get hurt. I just and, like Kevin Durant's hurt again. Is Durant <laughs> like a... Well, anyways... Close like, to that? Might be. In the NBA, durability is important. It's a... It's a You know, it's actually like kind of quantifiable skill. Yeah. Now, in in constructing drivers, durability, if you're going to charge $700 for a driver, they shouldn't be cracking all the time. Durability is important. I don't know. Like
1: that's the case for the like the scrub amateur buying off the rack or buying hopefully from you think those are more durable. I think they're probably not as hot. A little bit thicker face? Yeah. Maybe. I'm, I'm totally speculating here. I should say we are not gearheads. This is about the <laughs> least, the sub- subject material we might know the least about in golf. We But so we're always happy gear, when there's controversy. Gear
0: and gambling. Gear and gear gambling. The G- There's G- a lot of G- money
1: show. in that. Pretty soon we'd be bought off and be conflicted like crazy. You know. Then That's Wilson a- would get on board. Then Wilson would get on board. Uh, So that was a big day for forgiveness, a tough day for forgiveness, Um, which is, I wouldn't say we're reveling in that at all. It's just was the big story when Rory's quotes came out. Uh, Colin Morikow is your first round runner up or second place. Leader is Chad Ramey, who I got to say shot eight under 64. Nobody saw that coming. I was out there with the super group and the we had some writers like, do I got to run in and write a Chad Ramey story? I was like, I don't know. I don't know who you work for or what your obligations are, but I don't know that you have to do it. We talked about Ramey for a second at the uh, Kapalua where he qualified via his win, opposite field win. What was the Vince India scouting report on
0: him? Vince, he's like, Vince India just said he's going to be a cash machine on the PGA Tour. Guy Guy flushes it. So... That's, I was uh, looking at his st- statistical it.
1: profile. It wasn't great. He's not played well in terms of strokes gain, like T-degree or, or results. He's comfortable, but. all right?
0: You know, yeah. it's early in the season. He's rounding yeah. into form. It just takes one week. Justin hey, saw... Hey, can, t- can we talk about something?
1: Yeah, that's our podcast. We can talk about whatever we want. <laughs>
0: the tour hasn't made a saturday or a friday cut since oh, like october i wanted to talk about this i wanted to talk
1: about this too
0: <laughs> this they they haven't they have a two day cut it hasn't happened on friday since october
1: it, it it's inexcusably slow when you're marquee gold standard gold championship whatever the hell you want to call oh boy. it boy maybe has, they
0: should go to 70 players for the players it's no just
1: cut. hopeless Hopeless of finishing before dark. Hopeless. Like, not even, it's not like we're running to the tee. It's like they start, they hit the first tee shot in the morning, and there's no chance we are finishing before dark. Got some thunderstorms tomorrow scheduled or or forecasted. This is inexcusable. And I watched, it's a distance problem. Oh, can I say another note from the ground? Yeah. Scotty Scheffler, not fast. Not a particularly quick player.
0: You know what? You know what's I'm not branding.
1: Him? Maybe I got him a bad day. Not officially branding him that, but he seemed a little. He seemed deliberate, and it, the wind was, I guess, messing with him a little bit. But he was deliberate.
0: Slow poke, Chef. It
1: it was noticeable. I, I showed up on their like fourth hole, and John Huggins was already a <laughs> worked up about it. So I locked in, and it was slow. Rob, Rob had his, you know, Rory was running to the next tee when he had the honor and it was just bad. It was bad. What were you going to say? Were you going to say something about Scheffler or another
0: or, indictment on TaylorMade is that what? is the thing that I talked about last year with the sound coming off of Scheffler's clubs boop, boop. it? make the, what was it it, make the, it makes it sound like he's like hitting it clunky. And he's like a <laughs> flusher, you know, but it sounds so bad. All
1: right. Now you're just looking for things to pop, Taylor.
0: No, made. I just, this is a real thing. The irons sound clunky. It makes it sound like you're hitting it like high toe shots when you hit it on the sweet spot. God.
1: Do we have any connections to Taylor? Uh, we have no one in our orbit on this because uh, we'll be hearing from them if we do. Either way, uh, Scheffler was a little slow. It's inexcusable. And part of this is not to get back into equipment distance like every par five is a two shotter so you're waiting on the tee forever right as the other guys in the fairway are waiting on the green to clear it's a part of the distance issue that that what have you seen the pitch clock in mlb i've like seen just the viral highlights like just running in and calling strikes and shit but what is it
0: i mean it's amazing it's uh, it's gonna transform the game. I think baseball is back. Oh, um, I don't know about that. This pitch clock is is un it's unbelievable. Like Would
1: you say they're I just mean, discarding history and legacy? G- getting rid of the
0: No, they're trying to make the game able- more watchable.
1: <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. The uh,
0: the the best is that like certain guys are now like certain pitcher everybody thought it was gonna hurt the pitchers, but certain pitchers are just like ready to go. And the second the batter walks into the into the batter's box, they're throwing <laughs> like they're using it as an advantage. So what's like,
1: your point on golf? They should be doing this for golf.
0: The, the shot clock. And I understand certain circumstances needing some time. I think you could get some time out at this high level with this, with this kind of money in the game. A shot clock would make watching golf unbelievable because, like, it would just be, like, shot to shot to shot. I remember last last weekend, I can't remember what player it was. It might have been Harris English. They spent, like, four minutes on two putts from him. And it's like, if we had the shot clock, yeah. the producers would, like, have exact times so that they could tee up next shots. Like, it would be so... It would make it would make the game so much more fun to watch in person and so much more fun to watch on TV. And it would get rid of this problem of like getting guys around a golf course. I mean, you got guys that have an hour plus of golf left right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're in the I fifth. Mean, they're, they're on their 15th hole. 15th are the feature two. like tomorrow's featured groups like Rory Scheffler and Rom. I don't think they're going to finish. No.
1: No way, especially if there's four. uh the so it's, the feature group be close finish today at like six twenty. Like speed, they aren't
0: going to get done. There's no way then. If there's an hour left,
1: well, they can go off as a planned, right? Because who's ever left? That's is true, They're actually. on like the fifteenth and sixth holes and all that, but they got an hour of but golf if it left. But
0: if it rains. You know?
1: Well, that's where uh, they won't finish if they get these thunderstorms in the afternoon like they, the same may happen. So,
0: I just... I mean,
1: I don't know. What do you do? Like, there's no solution for like the ninth hole. It takes 30 minutes to play because they're waiting on the tee box. They're waiting in the fairway. There's no solution for that for like 16. Is that... I mean, that's like a rollback thing, a distance mitigation thing. I I think even no matter how much you roll back, a lot of these like par fives are going to be, they're going to be going for them in two anyways. You know, it's just interesting. that sawgrass is like one of the few places where distance, like they haven't had to lengthen it
0: every 10 minutes. I think it's gotten 300 yards longer since it opened. That's crazy. Relative to like
1: Augusta. Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's not, I mean, you hear about a lot of majors, places you see with frequency, you know, they're adding 100 yards every year, it feels like. Not every year, but, you know, every time we come back around after a break. So, it's one of the few places. It's not replicable, right? You can't have these crosshazards and swamps and all this other stuff and bunkers. and. But it, it just can't be five-hour rounds. Um, yeah, I mean, like Justin Suh out there on sixteen. Like, so he's got he's they're off the air. He's five under. He's got an eagle putt from about twenty, just under thirty feet. And his first full swing's got to be at seventeen. It's kind shitty. of a shit break,
0: <laughs> right? Especially like when you're rolling, you're just cooking, you know. And it's like, okay, now I got to come back in the morning. But that's pro golf. That's why you're professional. That's what you get paid to do. But. It but does it's not like, necessarily
1: fair relative to others in the field.
0: Anyways, listen, it's pro life's not okay. fair. Sure. All right. Yeah. Like but yeah, they should be getting these things in. If 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 you can't get it in, which is clear, they just there's no possible way to get it in. They need to make this field smaller.
1: So <laughs> oh. you want you want
0: me to start cutting <laughs> some guys? <laughs>
1: Who should would you can... cut? Jerry Kelly probably doesn't need to be in the field. Jerry as much Kelly as I love he, him and the duck in the box.
0: So we need to get rid of what? 10 groups?
1: Oh, that seems extreme.
0: Right? 8 groups? How many guys
1: aren't finished? I don't know. Um, 8 groups, so 24 players
0: you want to get rid of? I think that's probably about right. That's 4 T times on each T, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like, yeah. I mean, so like this is, a, I'm going to go after my boy here. This is my boy, Nick Cardi. Uh-oh. I like yeah. him. But like he satisfied a major medical, like why is he in the players? You get in because you satisfy a major medical or a medical. That's probably gets you not in? why. That's no, probably it is because he wasn't top one twenty five last year. It was a me- medical satisfaction, right? Mm-hmm. And then he went to Corn Ferry Tour School. This is how you know your principal
1: because you are going after one of your boys. You are that's what I am saying. Chicago.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's that's it's why I picked principle. him out. Okay. So like, should he be here? Probably not. You know, should yeah. does Wick not Nick Watney need to be here? I know his top one twenty five. Like, like what we talked about at Windham. Like, did Max McGreevy need to be here? But like, I, I, you know, I don't know. There's just too many guys in this event for for March. They get in. They get this in in May. No problem. It's the same field size, right? Yeah, yeah. And guess what? Daylight saving time isn't going to solve it because it's the same amount of hours of light. <laughs>
1: See, Aaron Wise put four in the water on 18. Four tee balls. Made it 10. I, I I don't know what's going on with him right now. Uh, what do you make of the, the quotes about the rough? Or, I'm sorry, like the rough being, it seems to impact the entire day. We can, you have to hit in the fairway.
0: I mean, Doesn't this, seem this like golf course... No, Saga well, the go- I don't think the rough's that crazy. Thing. I didn't watch that much.
1: Rory said it's the worst he's ever seen it for a March date.
0: Well, that's what Billy Ho wanted. Billy Ho was. Putting, oh he said, on no, he said on live from he was putting his thumb on the scale. He's Why is he allowed yammer- to put his thumb on anything? <laughs> he, was, he was over there yammering on, on Wednesday live from he was yammering about how he's been, you know, on the co- competitions committee that they need to make the rough thick in March because it's softer. So greens and everything. Yeah. Okay. So in order for the golf course to have the accuracy constraints, because he's like when it's firm in May, you lose complete control of your golf ball if you're in the rough. Like you it's the same similar impact. I I guess like it's always been an accuracy contest. Okay. Yes. Like the targets on the green are so small that you have to be in the fairway and have control of your ball. Or else you need to play very conservatively. Is it thicker? Yeah, I mean I don't think it's crazy thick though, right? Is it? I, I you look bet no better. Thick. You're walking around. It there. looked
1: like Bryson 2020 thick to me. Okay, it looked pretty. Like I I haven't gone Robu- in every little it's robust. I haven't gone every little patch of rough. But where I have been 18, well, I've walked everywhere. I guess you know I walked the whole course. It's it's not like super high, but it's thick.
0: It's you know what thick. thick It'd be interesting. I think you know what'll change really quick is if we get a real fluky winner. If Chad Ramey, as much as I love this is basically the biggest Chad Ramey fan uh podcast, podcast out there. Sure. Um if they get Taylor Pendriff who you know winning this like this off a change. bagel at the pres cup. <laughs> like they will not set the golf course up again this way. Because, yeah. you know, when when rough gets super thick, it does it diminish skill, no matter what, yes, what yes. a certain golf channel analyst will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, it's been interesting to
1: me to hear both sides of like, you know, we consider this to be a strategic golf course, right, where you have to plot around. And Scheffler took the opposite. Like someone said, I think it was Hardy, actually. Nick Hardy told me it was a thinking man's course. And Scheffler, I don't know if this is who he was talking to, came out right out yesterday and was like, I heard someone call it a thinking man's course. It's absolutely like, that's the opposite to me. It's like you have very defined places you're supposed to hit it, and you hit it there.
0: I think I would I would agree. It's a position golf course is the way I would describe it. Yeah. And you have like a position that you know you want to get to that's hard to get to. And everybody, but everybody's position is different, right? Because of the angular nature of it. Yes. So your positions move. So that, and and if the wind changes, your position moves, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think that's the tricky part of it. And the hardest part is when you're not in that position, understanding that it's harder to get to the next position you want and not taking the bait, you know, like what Sawgrass does really well is it plays on like the, um, I think the tour players mentality of under, like if you're in, if I'm in the fairway, I can pull off any shot type mentality, right? right. If you give those guys perfect lies, they think they can hit these shots. Right. And what happens is that like, especially like the strategy aspect with like dispersion and stuff, the angular angular changes from different spots Mm -hmm. will create like you, you playing away from something will get into a worse spot if you push it a little. Right. I, you know, like that's the thing that it does is that it makes you have to hit shots that you don't want to do. And then it also, if you're in certain positions, you can hit really good shots and it can run off the side of the green, you know? That, like, the targets into the green are super small. Yes. Is the thing. Yeah. It's, it's, and, fun. you could think a guy is playing like shit and he's really
1: not, right? It, it, or he's just like, if you're not, if you're off by a little bit, like, I've already missed a fair amount of greens today, both from the rough and, you know, T balls on par threes. I don't know that he's playing like shit in terms of iron, iron play. Um, anyways, yeah, the targets are incredibly small.
0: Uh, Any and other notes from the
1: ground? I had a bunch. There, there's a bunch of the newsletter. I, I, you know, I talked to somebody about Mark Howell for a while today. Apparently, he's like kind of not the biggest fan of the tour because he finished 11th in the PIP twice. <laughs> and I just feel like that's not a thing to be mad that mad about or hold a grudge about. I think and, you
0: know, I think the PIP is something that you could be actually mad about. I think the PIP is is but is one of the worst things ever thought up. And I don't I just. I don't. Yeah, I agree that it's like dumb that, that that he
1: missed and that it exists, but like, he feels like he's become a little bit of a prima donna. He in the last couple, of years. like, just like too much. Like, there was some comment before in the press conference this week about how the food is great here and how that's way the food should be at oh every my stop God. on tour. Did like, you,
0: what did you man? hear that? Did you hear that? Like, how they treat my like everybody like it. That a lot of tournaments should learn from this tournament, and I was like, it's "Oh, like, like what?" Twenty-five was, billion I dollar. I couldn't wait to like hear what the answer was, and he was like, "The food's really great, and they treat caddies really well, and this it's That's like good. It's, it's not aspirational, not but it's I'm not saying budget. that stuff's not important." Yeah, but like I was waiting for like, oh, this is like a real competition and like, you know, something <laughs>
1: yeah, not the food, that, not something
0: the- that wasn't about like improving you multimillionaire in your early 20s <laughs> personal life, you know, like something about the fans, something about the product of the golf course or the you know, the product of the the tournament. But it, no, it's about like, hey, everybody! All everybody in my posse feels really good about this week.
1: So he's like a pro golfer, you know. In that, you know, he gets a little snippy with the media now. He wants all the like the, the little things can kind of bother him. He's, I, I don't know. He's he's playing well though. It, it's good to. I think he's a credit to the tour, a credit to watching golf, golf fans like us. But uh, he says he's swinging it. His swing is as good as it was when he came out of college. It's the best that Swain's been since twenty nineteen, he said.
0: I love watching him play golf. He yeah. he's just it's natural for him to do yeah. well
1: here, right? Uh-huh. I mean where it's spot to, you know.
0: You know, I messed up. I I picked him on the fried egg podcast and the newsletter, but some something came over me on Tuesday. I picked Sung Jay. So, you know, uh, this is this gambling I was informed by other gambling pundits that I was just being a very savvy uh uh pickster. You know, using my different channels to to get more win- potential winners out there. Are you worried about later. Spieth contending here? I'd, I If I were Spieth, I'd be worried about Taylor Pendrith, the guy I compared him to last week. <laughs> no, I mean, Spieth looks really good. He gained I
1: strokes say. on the green, finally. He talks about how I, much he hates the greens here because there's a lot of, like, one-off direct knobs. Like, I hate doing that, putting up and over knobs. or You know, I like to feel it.
0: Anyways. Listen... he's he's ascending out of just another guy status for me with this like he's oh thank god for that (laughs) (laughs) he must be thrilled he's
1: gonna be sleeping well now that he
0: the other thing the other thing is like i hate i'm getting to the point where i just i just hate the take because like on if he's in the hunt on Sunday, I'm just like yeah, worried getting popped. Um, last <laughs> not getting popped, I'm just worried about or it having
1: to defend me. yourself.
0: <laughs> I'm moving. I'm I'm trying to move off the take. I'm I'm selling my my just to get another out of it. guy by just another short oh, shorting. That's probably prudent.
1: It's uh, probably prudent.
0: Uh, one other thing, you know,
1: I saw this being touted about with with people on the ground and and uh, by the press releases. And it's a little throwaway thing. Bunker cam. That doesn't do anything. Like, I don't know why we got to tell bunker the sand, cam. The yeah. Sand you don't the see anything. You don't see anything. It's just like you don't get any perspective on anything. And every time I got to be talked about this thing, like we got bunker cam. Bunker cams here. We're going all out with Bunker Cam. Bunker Cam is not an additive thing. It doesn't do anything. And they got a payoff today when I forget who left it in the bunker at 17. But it's just like, it's not a useful, it's not the thing that, are you with me on this? Does this do much for you,
0: Bunker Cam? What I was going to say is, I was going to say, you know what does do, do things for some people?
1: They have a lot of cool technology this thing. I don't want to besmirch it. But Bunker Cam does, what? What's your answer? what's your question? Goldboy did
0: a lot of stuff for a lot of people. He's gone and now we got Bunker Cam.
1: <laughs> you make it sound like he was like handing out <laughs> soup at a soup kitchen. He did a lot of stuff for a lot of people. Like he was some servant leader. Jeez. All right, uh, hey, I think that's I, it. I wanted I, to ask
0: you this. Yeah. Do you think we could start to describe Morikawa's as persnickety? Is that a, a, a fair phrase for him?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I think I might need to look that one up.
0: Well, he came across that way,
1: you know, in the show, the Netflix show with his glove needing to, the gap in his glove needing to be just here, so. And- here,
0: persnickety, placing too much emphasis on trivial... Or minor, minor details. <laughs> Fussy. It's not
1: in it. Eh, it might apply. It might apply. It's it's up for it's up for debate. Up for review. Persnickety.
0: persnickety mean, the, could be. It could be good.
1: You know. We shouldn't be popping him. He played a sixty-five, but the the meals thing that they are, we did, we fared, forgot to share, shine a light on that on Wednesday. So he played well. Congrats. It's it's better with him in the in the fold. So, uh, I think that does it for my notes. Heard a lot this week, but I don't know how much I'm allowed to share. But that—that's look at um, you, just revealing. no, no, no. It's no more than normal week, I, I suppose. We get a lot of nonsense. Uh, do you want to do a go- right.
0: golf advice?
1: Can we do quick news? We, do we need to talk about Tiger at all?
0: Uh yeah, we could. I, I, it's not I, good. I, I mean, it's good. Erica,
1: his ex girlfriend, <laughs> uh, filed. A lawsuit claiming sexual harassment, sexual assault. It has to do with this new Florida law. Um, of course, a prior lawsuit that she had filed about suing him for thirty million dollars or the state for thirty mil, trust for thirty million dollars. Due to kind of the nature of their breakup or some agreement they had, the breakup story's out there. Uh, we had heard this. You you heard this right? The, about the going to the airport Couple and they weeks ca- ago. came yeah. and they gave her a letter. Yeah, that had been kind of floating around. Um, and that's out there because it was in a filing. It's hard to like. It's I don't know. It's a hard to talk about without minimizing the allegation and minimizing that certain kind of behavior. If it's
0: allegations are accurate. Um, It's I, obviously who. You don't know what happened. It's not a good thing that this is even out there. Cause that means that like some sort of grievance is there. And obviously you just wish that everybody always got along and you hope that, you know, I don't know. I just, this isn't a great answer here, but you know, this is not, it's not a good thing for the game of golf and the most, you know, the most famous golfer of all time,
1: regardless of the allegations, which um, I'm not minimizing those. I thought the timing was interesting. Wednesday of the tour's biggest event was interesting to drop that. Right? Okay. I mean, you had like, I saw Jay Monahan well, walking around the parking lot looking rather, you know, dishe- not disheveled, but, but despondent at like 830 in the morning. He was supposed to be good out cufflinks. I was like, why is he just kind of pacing around out there? And I, this, I don't know if it had to do with this or not, but this came out shortly
0: thereafter. Yeah. Let's do golf advice. Right. I heard this great Ken Venturi story today that I thought was a good um golf advice golf beacon? advice uh, beacon yeah Okay, it's just about it's not about not being an asshole um and uh I'm sure people will fill me in on the details that I I don't have exactly this golf advice is brought to you by Club TFE um if you're into you. what we do sign up uh it, it you, we got daily articles in there I'm going to be doing a Hang out during the players tomorrow. Uh, Joseph Lamagna. Uh, I think Will Meg Adkins will be on as well. Just talking golf while the players is on. Should be fun tomorrow. So if you're going to you get a good time to sign up, if you want to just hang out, um, it's it's $120 for the year. Uh, if you want, if you're interested, go to the slash membership and check that out. But anyways, Ken Venturi story. Um, this is just a general, like, don't be an asshole story. Yeah. So I guess Ken Venturi is playing the um the City the City Am. San Francisco City yep. Am. Yeah. He's playing a match against a guy. It's either the semifinals or the finals. And uh I think it's the semifinals. Sorry. This is not good details already. He hits a putt up to like six inches and he just picks the ball up. And the guy goes and they're like deep in the back nine. The guy goes, "I didn't give you that." And he goes, "Really? Going to do that?" He goes, "Nope, I didn't give you the putt." Kevin Venturi goes, "Well, sorry to say this, but you've been playing with 15 clubs. Good match." <laughs> oh,
1: that's after a good the story. after the
0: round after the round, people ask Venturi about it, and he goes, "I wasn't going to call him on it, but when he decided to be an asshole, yeah." I decided like he just was looking the other way that this guy's playing fifteen clubs until he pops him for the picking Let up. Let that be six a lesson pop. to you. Let that be a lesson to you.
1: Sometimes when you go on a go in and brawl in the wrong kind of kit, you you're gonna get popped. You're gonna end up bloody you yourself. You
0: don't know what your blind spot is. So yeah. that's that's a just be a nice. Little, a little intro to golf advice. In the meantime, here we go. Here's our first one. Okay. May I join you? I think you'd have a good good feedback for this. this uh, I guess I, I don't need to hide any names here. Uh, okay. My wife never, uh, never played golf competitively, but she has a great swing and can get the ball around. She is self-conscious, however, doesn't like to play with people who she doesn't know. But we can't justify a private club membership at this point. We play public courses, and I try and go with her during slow periods. Like, weekend afternoons so it's easier to play by ourselves one afternoon we were waiting on the first tee at a municipal course by ourselves and a single asked if he could join us knowing that this is the last thing my wife wants i politely say to the single that we prefer to play by ourselves i'm not sure if i said this out loud to him as well uh but we have three kids And so it's refreshing to get together, get away together for nine holes alone and not with some random guy who will want to engage in all the standard small talk and get to know you questions. The single looked at me indignantly, muttered something like, Well, I never, and stormed off in the direction of the pro shop. Did I do something wrong by declining his request to join us? Obviously, it's different when the starter tells you to join up because you have no choice. But I did but did I break some unspoken etiquette rule by saying no when asked? Um
1: it's not real nice. <laughs> like sometimes there's just things you wanna you don't want to do and you have to do. Stop watching the Illinois game. Turn around. <laughs> this T V in the shed is not gonna be a good thing. Um,
0: so it's, it's a two point game. We're gonna put we might cut golf some golf by shorts. Are they in the tournament? They're in the tournament, yeah. Okay. I'm hoping that... It's been getting shellacked by Penn State all year. Like, all shellacked by them. The worst draw in the the Big Ted tournament. But anyways. I would say you end up in circumstances
1: like where that aren't ideal, but the alternative of being like a dick when you just like isn't the right path to choose. I'll be honest with you. There's been some conversations in the media center. I just didn't want to have, I didn't want to get involved in. I didn't want to have. There are people I didn't want to sit at lunch with. This happens not in the media. It happens everywhere. And you just do it. You got to do it. You don't be a dick. Like, there's no reason to be a dickhead. And I think, like, if somebody has to play. It's hard. I'm going through this right now with Girl Scout cookies. I need a Rolodex of reasons to deny Girl Scout cookie solicitations. I'm getting popped every time I go into Starbucks or wherever I am. I'm getting asked for star <laughs> these these you know eight year old girls ask me to buy more cookies. I, I don't have enough quick reasons to say no. And so I'm just flooded with Girl Scout cookies at all these sporting games, uh, kids' school, everywhere. I'm getting popped. I think you got to play. I, I think you got to let them play.
0: Is that wrong? I, I I understand it's a tough gig and it's not your ideal scenario. So I, my question would be: See, you you preface this with we go during busier times together. You're waiting on the first tee. Is it busy? Are there a lot of other people waiting? Is there a force yeah. behind you? Like, what's yeah. the situation? Is this guy the single now going to have to wait forty minutes until he can play? Right. Or is he just yeah. going to be behind you, and there's nobody else behind you? Because that's like completely different situation. If there's nobody else around, I think it's okay, and I I understand like yeah, this that's whole, fair. Whole the, situation. With, yeah,
1: it's a new experience, right? The yeah.
0: I, I so if that if that's the case, I think it's okay. If this guy's like not going to have a slot for <laughs> thirty minutes, you you have to let him play.
1: Yeah. I fair. Fair.
0: So that's uh, my where I would stand on this.
1: The guy didn't need to storm off all worked up about stuff,
0: right? I could I could see myself being frustrated by it. Well, oh yeah. Yeah. I Especially never. if I had to wait like forty minutes to play. Well, that's a so yeah. All right. Right. So I think that's where I would say. Okay. Like if, if it's dead, then yeah, that's fine. But if it's packed, like and this is the only chance, then no go. <laughs> How
1: often do you ask to join people? I almost I, never oh, do um, unless it's like last, really extenuating. Like resort. I have to do this or else I'm going to be, it, it will add another hour to my, yeah. That's, I wonder about the people asked to play over so, the So like year. most
0: of my golf at this point in my life is with other people now. Yeah. Like, and, you know, it's a lot of times when I travel, I can tell you that the the golf that I like dream about playing the most is like 6 p.m. In the middle of the summer by myself. Yes. That.
1: The most vivid memories I have of like standing over a shot or like images that just stick in your brain are often from that kind of scene.
0: The round I think about, honestly, maybe more than any round of golf ever was um, when I was in Bandon doing that college golf, when I was working with Ricky Barnes, when me and him were Dutch boy.
1: Yeah. Dutch Dutch boy
0: and I were colleagues. I was, uh, I, it was March and it was right when COVID was starting. It was actually the last round of golf I played before COVID. And I'm on the phone with this producer guy and he just yammering. He keeps talking. He's telling me all about the next day. And like I was working, I, was you know, they, yeah. they paid me to be there. So I was, I was being paid to be on this phone call, but I was getting so annoyed. I was standing on the first tee at banded trails. Yep. And I'm just like, I end up on the phone with this guy for like an hour that should have been a five-minute phone call. And I'm oh just God. standing on the first team. Nobody's going. I didn't see anybody out there. And the sun's just going down. It's, it's this time of year. <laughs> and I'm just like... like It was my first time at Bandit. So I just, like, I just wanted to see the golf course. So I, I go and I play by myself in like two hours flat. And I get in right when the sun's setting. And it was just the most spectacular walk I didn't wait for a single shot all day at the end I caught up with some college coaches and we played 18 in together but like I didn't wait once the entire round and it was just out of this world and I like I was just running around but the sun's going down at that place it was yeah so so it was I hate playing with people with random people
1: yes you got another one for us Golfing All right, C-
0: Canadian listener. Eh, Taylor Pendrith fan. <laughs> Should this golf bet get paid? All right. A group of four of us were heading to Boston for a four-round golf trip. On the way, we were setting up various auction bets. These are the type of bets that the group bids up until it reaches a certain number nobody else wants Uh and the person who wins has that number either collects from the other three or pays the other three, depending on the outcome, i.e., number of birdies for the group over four rounds. The line is established by the auction. Does that make sense?
1: Kind of. I was reading an email. Okay, so yeah. let's just
0: let's just use this. Uh, I'll just explain it real quick. So I, let's just say... I say I'm gonna, I got distracted. 10, 10 I was birdies. reading
1: another email. Gonna, Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Go I ahead. Say
0: I, I, we're gonna make ten birdies. You say, Oh, I think it's eleven. I say, I say thirteen, and you say gotcha. I don't want to touch it. So the line's thirteen, and if it got goes it. over thirteen, I win and everybody pays me. If it's under thirteen, then I gotta pay everybody else. I like this actually game. Um it we get to Boston.
1: Oh, it's, yeah, for it's for a trip. For a trip Okay. For
0: sure. We get to Boston with many bets and go to dinner where some cocktails get consumed. One of our group goes to the bathroom. Let's call him Billy Ho. <laughs> and is known to have a golf temper. The three of us start auctioning. How many clubs is Billy Ho going to throw over the course of four? <laughs> rounds?
1: That's this is good. <laughs> I what get the number
0: trip. up to 11.5, which is, is an absurd. Throw... <laughs> go ahead. Which is an absurd number, but again, we are getting into the drinks. Billy Ho is never aware we have made this bet.
1: It was what? Four and a half? Three and a half or four?
0: Eleven and a half. Eleven and a half? (laughs) Eleven and a half clubs over four rounds.
1: Billy Ho is
0: never aware we have made this bet. Through the first three rounds, Billy Ho is playing really well and winning most of the money, so no clubs are thrown. During round four, so final round of the, t- of the of the trip, things are going a little sideways and lots of bets are starting to get settled. So things are getting tense. We get to the 10th hole, which is a straight short par five. Along the, along with the auction bets, we are playing Vegas where birdies flip and the other teams score and there's no max score on a hole. Everything must be played out. Billy Ho snipes two two left out of bounds and is well on his way to a big number. I happen to roll in a decent putt for Eagle, which flips many, many bets out of Billy Ho's favor. You can tell Billy Boy's temper is starting to rise. Billy Ho is the first player walking off the green, Uh (laughs) picks up his carry bag and chucks it as far as he can everything goes flying and the three of us look at each other and all I can say is that's 14 clubs (laughs) that's an over (laughs) Should, should I have gotten paid on this bet as technically the bag was thrown and it just happened to have all of his clubs in it
1: I mean, you guys should have should have built this in in the setting of the line, but I realized you guys were drinking clubs or drinking beers when you were setting these lines, and who could have you know get into all these different stipulations?
0: He was going to the bathroom um, too. This thing had to get set.
1: Yeah, quick. I think I think you won the over. Fourteen clubs got thrown. If we're going by the letter <laughs> of the law and the definition, <laughs> I think you get the over. I think you won the bet.
0: I think in the future case, a bag needs some equivalent. Like, a bag throw is way more than a club throw. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's just a separate
1: line, a bag, though. You said that is over throw. under a half. Half a bag throw. Oh, yeah, is, one bag throw, half line, over under.
0: To me, a bag throw probably doesn't equal 14 individual club throws. No.
1: But I think for this for this hastily thrown together over under, I think it clears it. Fourteen clubs got thrown. I mean, if you're in law, if you're in law school or you're in the law, in court, did or did fourteen clubs not get launched in the air? They did.
0: <laughs> yeah, they did. I think you won your bet. I think I so. To clarify, I wanted to get your ruling before I, I. He he gave the the exact where they settled. He did get paid, and he th- considers this the best golf bet that he's ever won. It is, this is his yes, greatest win.
1: It's certainly good for the story alone. It's pretty good. All right, that's fantastic. Any others? Are we good? You want to do one more? Uh,
0: let's do that. Let's call it. We're at, okay. at minute fifty. This All right, is, uh, key, to... if you want to send more in SGS at gmail.com. One day we'll have a light Friday and we'll we'll unload some of this. We got so many good emails. Thank you yeah. to everybody. we like we're, I'm saving them. We'll get to them. Um, you know, most of these thankfully don't have a deadline. If there is anything with a deadline, note that there's a deadline, you know. Yeah. All right.
1: Everyone enjoy your Fridays. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be back Sunday night to recap the Players' Championship. Thank you for your continued support of this podcast and Club TFE.